Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. Amen. If you lift your Bibles high with me tonight, let's make our confession of faith together. Uh, we welcome those at all of our campuses tonight, those that follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all of that. As you stand, say this confession with me. Say, this is my Bible. It is the living Word of God. Go ahead. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the Word. I am a doer of the Word. This Word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message. Remain standing, if you would. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I told you if I got an opportunity to uh, do a bit of an expostulation on the movie After Earth that I was going to do it. Got the opportunity, so we're going to do it. Amen. Amen. So I want to just tell you up front, total spoiler alert. You should have listened to your pastor and went to see it before church. Uh -huh. Touch your neighbor and say, come out of the rebellion. Tell them, come out of the rebellion. Amen. 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 Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 7. You got it? You know this. Say it with me. I want you to preach it to me real good. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, 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 now stop. Because here, here's the deal. When we see sight, we think this. Sight here, though, is a much more dramatic word. It literally means senses. Sight. Touch, smell, hearing, taste. We walk by faith, not what your crazy family members are saying. Okay? We, we walk by faith, not what the emotions of the predicament feel like. Okay? Put it up. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Put the verse up there for me, please, because I just want us to see it one more time. For we walk by, say it. Okay, now, now, uh, one, of the, one of the Greek words for faith is this word. You've heard me teach this to you before, pistis. There's several words, but one of them is pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. It literally means truth. Now, there's a difference between truth and facts. Let me give you an example. The, the fact may be that you don't know how you're going to make it to the end of the month with the money you have. Problem is, that's not the truth. 
The truth is, is that my God shall supply all my needs. See, that may be a fact, but it's not the truth. The fact may be is that you've not gotten one call back for any job. That might be a fact. But that is not the truth. The fact may be that your children are acting crazy is Gehenna. That's the Greek word for hell. They may be acting like Freddy Krueger and Mikey Myers, but that's not the truth. The truth is, is that if you train them up in the way they should. Oh, they, uh, one more verse. Go to 2 Timothy 1.7. One more verse. For we walk by faith, not by senses. We walk by truth, not by facts. There is a difference. 2 uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. You got it? If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. I'll wait on you. Okay, now that's the end of the waiting. Here it is. 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God, now Elohim, has not, okay, because your neighbor tries to blame stuff uh, that, that's them on him. He has not given us a pneuma, Greek word, spirit, which in its simplest form means mindset. He didn't give us a mindset to be scared of anything. But of dunamis, power, and of love, agape, and of a right or a sound mind. Touch your neighbor say, what is it that you're afraid of? Because whatever it is, God didn't do that. God, speak to us tonight the principles, God. You are only the God that could take a movie and yet uh, let principles of spiritual application come forth for it. So tonight we pray that you'd speak to us with clarity, that you speak to us with power tonight. You've not given us a spirit of fear. You didn't give it to us, so therefore we don't want it. Uh huh. I said you didn't give it to us, therefore we don't want it. Somebody watching on the internet campus needs to hear that. You didn't give it to us, so we don't want it. Help us to walk by faith and not by facts. God, we're going to walk in what you've ordained for us we've wasted enough of our days in fear we've wasted enough of our moments in fear we've wasted enough of our life in fear not another day god i wish i had faith in this house not another day it is in jesus name that we pray somebody shout hallelujah as you take your seats i five somebody around you just tell them after earth after earth uh, I already gave it to you, but I'll give it to you again, the spoiler alert. I am going to talk a lot about the movie, and I'm going to give you some principles to apply from the movie. Uh, 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 and, and I've been in this thought for quite some time. One of the things that a lot of Christians sometimes say, a lot of Christians sometimes say that, uh, 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 that, that they need to hear something fresh. And I have been in this consistent thought uh, that what we need is not, watch this, a uh, revelation, but we need a what? Reminder. Uh, it, it is very difficult for me, even sometimes, I am a revelator, which means uh, I do not enjoy saying the same thing twice. Uh, it, 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 that is just how I'm built. That is my gift. And so uh, particularly when you look at Wednesday nights, it is very interesting for me because I have the great uh, challenge of being able to feed. I can give you the best filet mignon that you've ever consumed in your entire life. But there is this great challenge that comes because the challenge is, is why would I give you something new when you haven't yet applied that which you got Sunday? 
And so there can sometimes become this necessity for us to have a reminder. There, there are certain things that as you go through the vicissitudes, the ups and downs of life, that you just simply forget. You just sometimes forget about the stuff you've already conquered in life. You just sometimes forget about the stuff that you've already overcome in life. You sometimes forget the spiritual principles you already know. And sometimes you're sitting up saying, well, God, speak to me. And God is saying, I've been speaking. You just ain't been listening, God. Anybody understand what I'm saying? So sometimes, sometimes we have this, this yearning for something fresh when we haven't yet unpacked that which we've already got. Uh, you, you want a brand new mattress, but you haven't yet fully developed the one you have. You want a brand new car, but your current one isn't kept well. You want a brand new house, but you're... So sometimes we want new, but sometimes we just need to revisit that which we already know. Say, I need a reminder, not a revelation. First principle, I told you I'm going to essentially spoil the movie. Now, here's what's great about it is you're going to forget 70% of what I say by the time you walk out of here. So when you go see the movie, it'll just be like you're getting a reminder and you're saying, Bishop said that, and Bishop said that, and Bishop said that. Uh, you really think, I really think you should see it. And it's interesting because I'm a movie buff. If you've been in Harvest for any amount of time, you know that I love movies and I love good movies. I don't like this stuff where you watch and you get to the end of it and you're like, oh my goodness, I just wasted two hours of my life that I want to, you know what I'm talking about? You ever go see a movie and you say, I just wasted two hours of my life that I'm never ever going to be able to get back. And had I known when I was walking in here that I was going to be wasting time, I... you've been so mad at a movie that when you leave, you want to ask them for a refund. You... But you understand that's not good cooth. You understand that? Don't be tacky. That's tacky. Okay. Oh, maybe y'all didn't. Well, let me tell you then, because some of y'all. So had I known this particular director that directed the film, uh, he has a history of some very uh, eccentric approaches to directing films. Uh, and had I known who was directing it, uh, uh, I, I would not have seen the film. So it was very uh, unique or, or, or very, uh, let me say, profound that I went to see it because I could have went to see Star Trek. But I said, well, I'm going to go see After Earth, and it's unique because had I known who was directing it, I would not have chosen to go see the movie. But as I sat in the movie, I took out my phone and I began to take notes because I said, this movie's preaching. <laughs> Sometimes in the middle of your day, you need to take out a notepad or take out your phone and start taking notes and say, this situation is preaching. Y'all not hearing, but sometimes when you're going through stuff in life, you just need to get you a journal and a notepad and just say, let me start taking notes because what I'm going through, I'm not going through it for nothing. It's preaching to me. And the greatest and the smartest person in the room is not the one with the answers. It's the one with the questions. So the first thing, the first thing, basically the premise of the movie is this. I told you I'm going to spoil it, so don't be getting no attitude with me. Uh, the premise of the movie is this, is that essentially Earth uh, is destroyed, uh, humans ruin the Earth, and then some aliens come, these aliens come, and, uh, and they're essentially uh, uh, wiping out the human population. And that's what I thought I was going to see. I thought I was going to see a sci-fi movie about some aliens fighting some humans, only discover it was about a father and his son. Uh, it was about fear. Uh, it was about overcoming fear. And so it was a very interesting thing. Uh, but, but essentially what happens is Will Smith, who, who's the main character in this movie, he is uh, walking through this movie and he develops this ability now uh, uh, to be able to not be tracked by the aliens. Watch this. The aliens could not see. They could only sense. Mm -hmm. 
And so what happened is, is when human beings would see the alien, because the alien was such a God-awful sight to behold, when human beings would see the alien, they would immediately go into fear because they perceived to themselves that the alien was greater than them, not yet knowing whether or not that was true because nobody had ever encountered the alien. You're not hearing what I'm saying. They didn't know whether or not the alien had the propensity to destroy them. They just looked at it and perceived by their senses that since it's bigger than me, uh, that it must be bad than me and since it's bigger than me it must be able to beat me and so uh, naturally humans we div- uh, we have a pheromone we have uh, something that's released from our bodies when we enter into fear and these aliens could smell and sense that and that's then how the alien was able to see a human let me just throw this in here I ain't even get to my notes yet but let me just throw this in here perhaps the reason you keep facing the same enemy is because that enemy senses that even before you fight it you're already scared of it that's why jo- I'm going to preach tonight. That's why Job said the thing that I fear the most has come upon me. So evidently Job was giving off the pheromone that was telling the enemy exactly where to attack him. So now watch this. Watch this. That's the only way that the aliens could see the human beings was that they were able, watch this, to smell their fear. They, they, they couldn't hear them. They couldn't taste them. They couldn't touch them. The only thing they could do was smell their fear. And so what happens is this character in Will, uh, Will Smith, uh, I don't remember his movie name. It was some uh, very eclectic name. Uh, the, but Will, what happens is he develops this ability. You want to know what they called it? Ghosting. He develops this ability called ghosting where literally he found the ability within himself to fear nothing. So every time he would walk up close to the alien, he could be standing right next to it, but the alien didn't know he was there because the alien couldn't smell his fear because Will developed the ability to fear nothing. You're not... You're not hearing what I'm saying. Uh, That's why the scripture says God didn't give us the spirit of fear. Why is he telling us that? Because when we begin to operate in that, what we're doing is telling our enemies where we're at. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Satan wouldn't know anything about you except for the fact that you're scared and except for the fact that you're talking about what's going wrong and what's not going right. And so you got to learn how to ghost, baby. That uh, that means, listen, I'm just going to learn how to... What did David say? I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise, why? Because I'm ghosting. Even though it's hell going on around me, I'm ghosting. Watch me speak the word. Even when the word don't seem like it's happening, I'm ghosting. Touch your neighbor. Say, learn how to ghost. He, he learned how to become invisible to his enemy so that he was a ghost. You remember when Jesus was walking on the water and the Bible says the disciples perceived that he was a ghost? They couldn't see any fear in him. They said, how is this man walking on water yet he's not trembling about what he's walking on? How is it that this is 100% man and 100% God at the same time, and yet he's walking on stuff that have killed other people? He's walking on stuff that have drowned other because he learned how to ghost. Here it is, here it is. So now let me teach you, watch this. Faith, say faith. Faith Faith is actions based on convictions from God. Now, I want you to hear this. Faith is not an emotion. It's not a strong feeling. Because I feel faith. No, you just feel good. 
You, you don't feel faith. People say, I feel the presence of the Lord. That tells me then you're immature in your understanding of the presence of the Lord. Uh, scripture says it like this. You can make your bed in hell and he'd be there. Which means then if you're waiting on a feeling, you're waiting on something that's not going to come. Okay, I don't have time to teach that. I've taught that before. Watch this. Uh, uh, now say, th- th- now watch this. There's a difference between being, uh, having faith and being foolish. Now somebody said, what does this have to do with fear? I'm going to show you in just a moment. Watch this. Uh, uh, it's foolish to believe God for someone that's married. That's not faith. That's foolish. It's, it's foolish for you to rack up debt that you know you shouldn't rack up and then say, God, do something about it. It's foolish to sign on the line to purchase something that you know it's not wisdom to do right now. But then you say, well, I'm just going to do it. And God going to work out the rest. Normally it gets worked out. Just a judge has to help you work it out. You see what I'm saying? Because Christians got this thing where they'll do stuff that's foolish and call it faith. They'll marry somebody they've known for 60 days and call it faith. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing? Okay, I can see I got to go there. All right. There, 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 there is this dichotomy between faith and foolishness. Now, now, now check this out. It's faith when it's based off of the word of God. Say, that's faith. That's why Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask whatever you want to be done for you. Uh, when, you're, when you're full of the word, consequently, you're full of faith. Okay. Now, Bishop, you said, Bishop, what does that mean practically? It's real simple. When you look at your situation... And your situation says, you should be scared of me. How are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? How about this? What about that? What about your past? What about this? What about that? What if they find out about this? What about this? What about this? Okay, okay. So, so then faith says, uh-huh, the problem is, is he's borne my sorrows. He's taken my griefs. With his stripes, I'm healed, not just physically, but emotionally, and every other way that one can be healed. Do you understand what I'm saying when I'm saying being full of the word? No, 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 watch this, watch this, watch this. Here's, here's the point I wanted to get you to. Faith normally involves risk, uncertainty, discomfort, here it is, and fear. Faith normally involves those. Now, people, people like to get this idea that faith and fear, that they're opposites. And, and I'm going to show you that, that, that that's not necessarily the case. Uh, in fact, many times when you have faith, you won't feel like you have it at all. Because there's some things that sometimes you have to do them afraid. Any, anybody don't like roller coasters? Anybody not a fan of roller coasters? Okay. But anybody ever had to get on a roller coaster because somebody ghosted you into getting on a roller coaster? Now, here's the deal. Now, you, 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 you're walking up. I mean, you're in the line. And the line is probably the most nerve-wracking part. Because somehow in the back of your mind, you're thinking that somehow you're never going to make it up to the line. Then you get up to the line, and then they start strapping you in, and then all them stuff start clicking. And then you're like, well, just push mine again. Just make sure mine clicks again, just because I have seen too many movies that click me again. Just push it a little tighter. Just click it again. Now watch this. Now watch this. You're going up. And it's amazing because at that moment, men, fellas, we become very in touch with our emotions. 
Because you can be the hardest brother in here. But while you're going up there, you're like, Jesus, Father, neighbor, Jesus, Lord, Lord. You might not even be a Christian and you start praying, Father, I just, his neighbor, just, Lord, if you get me through this, I just. And you're cranking and you hear it. You're like, oh, my God. And you get to the top, right? And you're good. Except for that pause. Y'all don't ride roller coasters in Denver? When it pauses as it gets ready to unleash you and drop you. What's the point? But I bet you got on that roller coaster. And I bet you got to the end of the ride. Now you may have had to holler and scream while you were on the ride. But I bet you got to the end. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Sometimes evidence of faith is the presence of fear. Okay, can, can I teach you a little bit more about this? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Faith and fear are not mutually exclusive or are they diametrically opposed? Watch this. Fear, you've heard this saying. Fear is, what, what do people say? Go on, say it. False. Okay, that's a lie. That's a lie. Fear is not uh, always false evidence of being real because many times what we fear isn't false. It's, it's right there. It's... <laughs> It's right there. So when people say, oh, that's just false evidence appearing. No, baby, that's right there. I can see that. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It's, no. Now, I don't know what you see that's false, but I can, do you not see what I see? <laughs> do you see what I see? Watch this. Here's what fear is. Fear is the absence of the correct information. Bishop, what do you mean by that? What's that? It may be, watch this, a fact that that's there. Come on. But the truth is, he would not have brought me to that unless he full well intended to bring me through. That's why the scripture says, yea, though I walk through the valley, I'm not stopping while I'm down there. I'm not dying while I'm down there. I'm just walking through there. I dare you to have, have somebody say, just walk through it, just walk through it. I'm walking through that valley, not staying in that valley. But the presence of the valley does not deny the reality of the mountain. In fact, if there is no valley, then, then ge geographically speaking, there can be no uh, mountain because a valley is formed in between two mountains. You still with me? Because no, I, I want to set you up for this. Watch this. Uh, ask yourself this question. Why am I afraid of this? Whatever that this is. Could it be that maybe this is the moment you've been waiting for all your life and what you're scared of is that you've not experienced it before. It's the absence of the right information. So then people fear what they don't understand. Okay, watch this. If, you, if you've been, if you've been uh, a, fry, a fry person at, at fast food restaurants and, and that's all you've done, then if you were to leave McDonald's or go to Burger King, you know, they may have a little slightly different system, but you know fries. You know, you can look, you don't even need the timer. You know, no, they done. And when you get good at it, you'll, you'll, you'll hook your fries up so people know to come on your shift because your fries have a little extra seasoning on them. 
Got Parmesan cheese on them and all this here. They're like, no, I don't want to come with Craig. Is Craig doing fries today? No, okay, then no, I ain't going to be able to do that. Here's the point I'm making. But if you got an opportunity, watch this, to go from the fries to the manager, the question becomes is would you fear now what you do not know and what you do not know, watch this, what to expect. You know fries, but you've never managed people. I'm trying to make this as clear as I can make this. Fear is there because of the absence of the correct information. It may be a fact that that's there, but it's not the truth that that's a blockage. It may be a fact that that's there, but it's not the truth that that's what's going to stop me. You're not hearing what I'm saying. It may be a fact that the doctor says we don't know what to do, but that's not the truth. Because I didn't come all this far for that to be the end of my story. It might be a fact, but it is not the truth. The problem we have is that in between fact and truth is time. You're still here. Now, I got nine of these to give you. So I'm just still on the first, so I got to move very quickly. So, so, so ask yourself, why, why am I afraid of this? And you know whatever your this is that you're afraid of. Can I tell you, the thing you should be, if you're going to fear something, which you shouldn't, but if you are, and we're talking about fear in the, in the phobio sense of the word, Greek uh, sense of the word, not fear in the sense of reverence, because there are things you should reverence and you have reverential fear toward. I know we've lost that in our culture today. Uh-oh, it's real quiet right through there. Uh-huh. No, I, I can see how your children talk to you to see that we've lost. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Watch this. Watch this. That's your name. Say, stay with him. Here it is. Watch this. We're talking about, we're talking about fear. And watch this. What I have discovered is that if you're going to fear anything, don't fear failing. Can I tell you why? Can we have an honest moment real quick? We know how to do that. If you're going to fear anything, which you shouldn't, but if you're going to fear something, fear succeeding at the wrong thing. Because succeeding at the wrong thing can make you think at the end of the, the wrong thing that it was actually the right thing because you didn't experience failure in the wrong thing. Another message, another message, another message. If you're going to fear anything. Ask yourself, why am I afraid of this? Why, why am I afraid of this? Well, why, am I, why am I scared of this? We walk by, not by. Okay, and we learned earlier that faith there is we walk by, true, and not by senses. Okay, now, 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 now take this out. Adam and Eve, y'all remember them in the garden? They started out walking by faith. How do you know that, Bishop? Because they did everything they were told. They operated off of the truth. Well, what's the source of truth? God. God said, don't mess with them trees. Stay away from that. Okay. No problem. Got it? They disobeyed. Got it? When they disobeyed, then what takes place? Bible says this interesting phrase. It says, and the eyes of both of them were open. Now, we have a problem here because how were they walking around doing things? If their eyes were closed, 
It because it did not literally mean that their eyes were open is in the sense that you closed and opened your eyes like you just blinked your eyes a moment ago. No. It meant that now they have stepped out of the world of faith, truth, and they have stepped into the world of senses. So the scripture says, and now their senses have been opened unto them. Before they disobeyed, they didn't have the ability to question what God said. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Before Adam did what he did, he didn't have the ability to question what God said. And so now we have the ability to question God simply because of the actions of one man. God speaks and you pray about it. I'm praying. You don't pray about a directive. You do it. Okay, I don't have nobody in here. Touch your neighbor and say, there's some stuff. Tell them. You don't pray about. You do. Lord, I'm just praying about whether or not I pay my tax. You don't pray about that. Put that check in that bucket. Why? It's a directive. I don't pray about what I've been told. Love your enemies. Now, I know you want to get on Facebook and do the same thing that they did to you to them. But the book says just love them. And the book says in loving them, you're going to, and here's, can I tell you a secret about me? This is me. Now, would y'all pray for your bishop? Just please pray for me. Because here's the secret about me. The scripture says, pray for your enemies because in doing so, and love your enemies because in doing so, you'll reap hot coals upon their head. Because of the second part, I have the ability to do the first part. That's just me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Because I know the Lord ain't going to let them just get away with that. I can love you all day. Hey, baby, how you doing? So good to speak. Pray for me. Pray for me. You, 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 you pray for me. <laughs> Adam and Eve started walking by senses, not by truth. Now, 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 now here's, here's the interesting thing, and I got to move. It's not always who writes, who's right that wins. It's who's louder. There's stuff that happens in our country, uh, in our communities, and our cities, so on and so forth. That's not right. It's just that right wasn't loud, louder than wrong. Watch uh, this. In your life, it is not about what's right. It is always going to boil down to who's loudest. Okay, some of y'all still ain't got it. Let me, let me make it clear for you. We know the book. If you've been to Harvest for longer than two months. Okay. Watch this. Here's the point I'm trying to make. But why is it that sometimes we're like Paul? Paul said, the right I want to do, I don't find myself doing that. He said, but the wrong that I don't want to do, I find myself doing that. Later on, he says, oh, wretched man. Listen, what are you trying to say? It's because his senses were louder than his truth. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Who's talking louder to you? Your faith or your uh, your circumstances? Who's louder? Your God or your mess? Who's louder? Your friends or your God? Whoever's loudest is who wins. It's not not about right. It's it's not about right because right... If right was right and, all, and right always happened, then there'd be no need for wrong because you would not need to distinguish between right and wrong if right was always right and right always won. Rewind. 
you need to learn how to tell your circumstances to shut up. You need to learn how to tell doubt to shut up. God, I'm feeling a little... You, you need to learn how to tell your mess to shut up. You need to learn how to look at your circumstances sometimes and say, shut up. Why? Because my faith is going to be louder than my situation. But God's word is going to be louder than my situation. It, it's not about what's right. It's about who's louder. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. You, 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 ever, lived, you ever lived somewhere... And you were sitting trying to enjoy a quiet evening, perusing the television channels. And then all of a sudden, house party two starts, and kid and player next door. And you're thinking to yourself, would they turn that music down? Watch it. Your whole focus shifted. Because that was louder than what was in your house. You're not hearing what I'm saying. That's why you can't give your fear an opportunity to live, which means in your car, you got to have a word plan. At your job, you got to have a word plan. When you get home, you got to have a word plan. Because if that's louder, it'll make you miss what's right in front of your face. I was driving down the street the other day. This doesn't happen to me often in Denver. I was driving down the street. And, and when I'm driving, I'm normally, I'm, I'm normally doing one of three things. I'm normally... Uh, on the phone, because uh, that's my phone time. Or I'm normally, or I'm normally listening to an audio book, or I got the radio kind of as pad music while I'm having conversations with the Lord. But but the other day, I pulled up to the stoplight. This doesn't happen to me often in Denver. And uh, when I pulled up to the stoplight, all of a sudden. <laughs> I said, now you didn't messed up my whole prayer. And I looked and said, son, young man, turn. Don't even know what scripture I was quoting. You didn't. It's over there. But it was louder than what was in here. The reason some of y'all are scared and the reason some of y'all got so much fear in you now is because you let your mess talk louder than the. First principle I wanted to teach you was ghosting. <laughs> Second thing, watch this. It goes on. Will's son is trying to follow in his footsteps. Will's be Will, Will becomes the general of this army and uh, of alien killers and all this. And, and, and Will's son wants to follow in his, in his uh, father's footsteps. And every father, if truth be told, wants his son uh, to follow to some degree and to some extent uh, in the way that he goes. That is the nature of man. It is Mufasa and Simba. It is the nature uh, of man. That, that is the nature uh, of man. And so what happens is, is that Will's son is in school and he's learning uh, and he's going through the processes and he's learning how to be a ranger because he wants to be a general just like his father. Check this out. Uh, but, but the instructor of the class says something to Will's son that's interesting. You know what he says to him? He says, in the classroom, you're outstanding, but in the field, you choke. Okay. In here, you're outstanding, but the real test of what you learn in here is what you do when you get out. 
it's easy to have faith in here, but can you have it when you're in the middle of hell out there? It's easy to shout in here, but can you shout when you get a bad report out there? It's, he said, you're outstanding in the classroom, but in the field, you choke. And here's the principle, 2 Timothy 2.15. 2 Timothy 2.15, it, it says something powerful. I'm going to read Amplified. It says, study and be eager to do your utmost, to present yourself to God, approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing the word of truth. Here it is, New King James, be diligent to present yourself. Old King James says, study to show yourself approved. Listen, study to show, not study to know. A lot of Christians know a lot of good Christian stuff to say, but they can't show none of that good Christian stuff on how they live. You're not, you're not hearing what I'm saying. A lot of Christians know all the right spiritual stuff to say. Well, praise God. Well, bless God. Well, I'm blessed and highly favored. But do you act blessed and highly favored? Or are you acting like your daddy owes back child support on if he really is king of kings and if he really is lord of lords then I'm not stepping no situation trying to come against me. If God be for me who can but the question is the question is when, in, when you're in the field can you take what you learned in here? Everybody loves people in here. Oh Harvest Thugs. How you doing? Oh how you doing? So good to see you. Oh my God. So good to see you. Make sure you see me after church. Okay, okay, I'll meet you in the vestibule. Okay, by the bookstore. He said, you're outstanding in the classroom. He, he said, but I can't, I can't enlist you as a ranger because you choke in the field. You, you, listen, 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 listen. This is a word for somebody tonight. You, you know a lot of good spiritual stuff. But when it's time for you to implement the spiritual stuff you know, so you catch a case of spiritual amnesia. So let's go on and fix that. In the name of Jesus, I declare unto you that in the field you will not choke. That when you're out there, you will not choke. That you will not forget what you've been taught, but that you'll implement it. Jesus' name. Next principle. Third principle. Third principle. So eventually what happens is will takes his son. They're going on a trip to learn how to ghost. <laughs> He's taking his son on a trip so he can be with him, so he can be around him. It is, it is now the relationship that the son yearned for so greatly that the son is getting the opportunity to experience. And he's sitting next to his father, the general. He's sitting at his right hand as they are on the ship and they are traveling. But something happens while they're traveling and the ship crash lands and Will says to his son, do you know what planet this is? He says, no father. He says, this is Earth. Earth had been uninhabited for some time, so much so that when the ship was getting ready to crash, the, the pilots were saying, we gotta land it somewhere. We can't land it on Earth. Why? They said, it's uninhabitable for human beings. What once was good. Uh, I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to leave it right there because we'll get stuck right there and I won't finish the rest of what I got to teach you. Watch, watch this. Eventually, they crash land. Everybody dies except Will and his son. Will's femur is broken. Told you. Spoiler. His femur is broken. And uh, one of his arteries ruptures or tears or something like this. 
And uh, so now his son, who up to this point, every time he got in the field, he choked. Now his son is his only hope because he can't move. Uh, see, see, what you don't understand is you're your bloodline's only hope. Bishop, what are you saying? You are the curse breaker that was born for such a time as this to undo the foolishness that's been going on in your bloodline for years. And what you don't understand is that if you don't make it, he, 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 uh, this boy who chokes in the field, he's now the only hope of his father being able to live and consequently himself being able to live. So his father gives him these instructions, right? He sends him out. And as his father sends him out, he, he sends him out and he's giving him directions. I love it because Will can see everything that his son can see and everything his son cannot see. See, that's why you need to value spiritual leadership in your life because it sees what you can see and then it sees what you thought you said you could see but you didn't know you couldn't see because you didn't understand that's the reason you needed to be submitted. Oh, y'all ain't got to say nothing right there. I'm not... It's your problem now. You think you know everything. Well, how's that working out for you? Ooh, y'all something. Y'all got real quiet right there. <laughs> Here it is. His father could see everything he could see and everything he could not see. So he told his son, he said, son, follow every word I say exactly. His son gets out. I got to move. His son runs out and uh, a, a some kind of alien baboon creature comes up to him. Watch this. Remember, this is the son that chokes in the field. So he's never seen this animal before. So he gets scared and Will can see his heart rate jumping. He says, listen to what he says. He says, son, he says to him, he says, listen, he, he, he says, recognize your power. He, he said, do not move. Because our natural response in fear, I gotta do something. I do something. That's why over and over in the scripture, we see God telling people things like stand still. Because sometimes all you got to do is just wait it out. There's some situations that you're trying to figure out what to do, and the only thing to do is just wait it out. There's some stuff that ain't nothing to be done except survive and thrive from it. Watch this. He said, watch this. He said, he said do not move. Recognize your power. What does his son do? Everything he said not to do. He reaches down. He grabs a, a, a brick or a rock or something, what have you. He throws it at the baboon. Problem is, he only saw the one. He didn't realize that they travel in packs. Check it out. He disobeyed his father's instruction. He throws the rock. Now all of a sudden, he hears all this commotion. And now all of these uh, um, baboon alien creatures are coming at him, and they surround him. Watch this, watch this. And this is what Will says to him. You want to know what he says to him? He says, watch this, whatever this becomes, it will be your creation. He, he says, whatever this becomes, it will be your creation. 
There's some stuff that people say, well, if the Lord wants it to happen that way, it'll happen that way. Can I tell you, you, you that, that is the most flawed theological construct ever expostulated to a group of people in the history of the planet. Translation, that's crazy. Okay? Okay? If, if everything, watch this. If, if everything, anybody ever said, well, it is what it is. Anybody ever said that? Come on. You just said it today. Anybody ever thought to yourself, well, if God wants me to have something different, he'll just do something different. Anybody ever thought that? Okay. Let me tell you why that's totally wrong. Tell you why it's totally wrong. Okay. Number one, it's not in the book. But, but let me give you another, let me just give you something else. If it is what it is, and if it was always going to be what it was, then why did he give you the ability to change it with prayer? This, this is apparently not, I'm not speaking in English there. The purpose of prayer is to not only change you, but it's to change what's going on around you. And check this out. In some instances, it's to change his mind. Bishop, what do you mean? You better read the story about the king. There was a king in the land who the prophet came and said, you're getting ready to die. Uh, you better set your house in order. But some things he did, the Bible says he went and he repented and he changed God's If it was going to be what it already was, then prayer would be completely pointless and foolish. Just the neighbor say, <laughs> no, just tell him that. Just, that's the, the, <laughs> you have been given a mouth to speak, to pray, and to declare so then you can change. It's not going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be what you say it's going to be. Scripture says, and you shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. Now, some of you are saying, but Bishop, I've been decreeing, and it ain't been happening. Can I let you in on a secret? You've been talking crazy for 30-something years, and so just because you've been talking right for two weeks don't mean everything going to you didn't just fall into that hole. You've been digging it for years. You've been talking crazy for the last few decades. As he said, Bishop, I've been speaking faith for two weeks and ain't nothing changed. And I just feel so dirty. I just don't know. I'm just saying. Are y'all still here? Are y'all all right? Listen, he, he said, whatever this becomes will be your creation. You know what the little kid does? He does what every human being would do. He starts running. And he starts running and running and running. Check this out. He runs into a stream. And then he gets to the other side of the stream. And then he keeps running. And then his father has to say to him, son, stop running. He says, son, stop running. He gets a little indignant with him. I can't say what he said. But he said, you are running, watch this, from nothing. Maybe this, I don't know, maybe they're shouting online or something. I don't know. He, he said, there's nothing behind you to run from. You sitting up here talking about I'm trying to escape my past. It ain't back there no more. When you said, Jesus, I do. Jesus said, I got this. I got that. Ain't nothing back there. 
That's why the scripture says, remember Lot's wife. Why? When Lot's wife turned around and looked back at her yesterday, the Bible says she turned into a pillar of salt. Why? Because there wasn't nothing back there she was supposed to be paying attention to. I, I can't tell you how many people fall away from church and fall away from God because they're running from nothing. How many people have aborted purpose and aborted assignment because they're running from nothing? Okay, I got to move. I got to move. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Remember I told you he runs through that stream? Here's the problem. Because he disobeyed his father's instruction, and now he runs through the stream. Check this out. He gets a parasite on his hand. See, even though he escaped, he escaped with an issue. Because he didn't heed what he was told to heed in the first place. See, some of y'all, you made it out, but you made it out with a parasite. Oh, Jesus, I feel like preaching through here. He said, he said, you made it out, son, but you got a parasite on you. And literally the parasite was consuming the life out of him to where he could not feel himself because it was inserting a toxin in him. The parasite stung him. And watch this. It paralyzed him. And this is what Will says to his son. He said, son. He said, uh, that parasite that stung you, there's a paralyzing agent in its venom. He said, which means you're going to have to just lie there for a while. Y'all didn't realize God could preach through a movie, huh? He said, son, had you obeyed what I said up front, we would have been good. You didn't, so you had to take a detour through some water that you weren't prepared to walk through. And when you walk through that water, you picked up a parasite, a leech. What is this? We've talked, I've talked about leeches before. The Bible says that leeches have two daughters. Give me and give me some. There's stuff that's sucking and consuming the blood. What's the blood? The life. There's stuff that's consuming and sucking the life out of you. And you feel like you're paralyzed just lying there watching it happen. He says, son, you're going to have to lie there for a while because, watch this, the medicine has to make its way through your system. That's where some of you feel like you're at right now. You feel like, I just don't know what I'm doing. Just lay there for a while because the medicine has got to make its way through its system. Now, learn the lesson. It wouldn't have had to had you followed the initial instruction. But don't worry about it. Since you didn't, goodness and mercy came up behind you. But you're still going to have to just lay there for a while and let this word heal you. You're going to have to, I'm preaching to myself. You're going to have to lay there for a while and let the word heal you. Here it is, Proverbs 30, 15. There it is. They got it. Very good, ABL. Y'all, woo-hoo, praise his name. At least got two daughters. Give me. And in the harvest version, give me some more. Three things that are never satisfied. Four say enough. Watch this. He says, son, you're going to have to lay there for a while while the medicine goes through. And what happens is, I'm almost through. Y'all all right? What happens is, is the medicine is coursing through. See, see that's why while you're being healed, don't, don't let anybody talk you out of getting to church. You, got to, you have to tell them, listen, listen I, I got to be at church, so you... 
I'll be there at 6 in the morning. You, you figure this out, but you are not going to get me out of the place of healing. Because if I get out of the place of healing, then all of a sudden now the medicine's not flowing. And if the medicine's not flowing, I'm going to have to lay there longer. And I've, uh, I've spent enough time immobile. And when you don't feel like popping the CD in to listen to the word, and you don't feel like hearing take it over, you better pop that thing in and say, no, but the medicine has got to work its way through my system. I, I might have to cry while I'm listening to it, but the medicine's got to work its way through my system. Might have to go to sleep listening to it, but I'm going to make sure it's in my system. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Those of you that are my note takers, that was the fourth point, his disobedience to his father's instruction caused a parasite. And, and then later on, he, he, he gets to a point to where he's got to wake up because the temperature's dropping, I think, something like 10 degrees every minute or something, something like that, something ridiculously crazy. And, and you know what he says? He says, son, open your eyes. He says, son, open your eyes. <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you, you didn't miss it because you missed it because it's so simple. He says, son, okay, you laid there long enough now. Open your eyes because the climate's getting ready to change. And you're ill-equipped to be in that climate. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Everybody wants to make it to the top. What you don't understand is the air is thin at the summit. He, he said the climate's getting ready to change. And if my son doesn't open his eyes, he's going to destroy himself. He's going to die in a place that he was only supposed to be healed. He, he said, open your eyes. Such a neighbor said, open your eyes. Tell him and say it for real. Say, open your eyes. He, he said, I need you to wake up to the, what's around you. Because you've been out of it. You don't even, you can't even perceive what's going on around you. He said, open your eyes. Somebody shout, open your eyes. Open your eyes. He gets up. The sun goes on. And they're having this discussion. I got to move. The sun goes on. And, and they're having this discussion. And he said to his father, he said, dad, tell me how you got to the place to where you were able to, to ghost and become invisible to these aliens. And you, you know what he begins to tell his son? He tells his son, he says, uh, we are all telling ourselves a story. And on that day, the day he had an encounter with one of these aliens that was trying to kill him, he said, and on that day, mine changed. <laughs> you, you missed it. Do you not understand that you are here tonight because you told yourself a story? Now, a story doesn't necessarily mean negative. It just means a story. Listen, how many of your parents, put your hand over your parents, you got tears, okay, okay. So when you woke up this morning, you got your kids ready, you know, if they're young, what have you, you got your kids ready, all that kind of thing. Why did you do that? How you know them your children? <laughs> Let me translate. Cheering is a southern slang term for children. <laughs> he said, Bishop, I what? I know. Well, how do you know? You told yourself. You didn't witness yourself tell yourself. Your subconscious told yourself, which then made you wake up and act like a parent. What story have you been telling yourself that it's time for that story to change? Here it is. For those of you that are on Facebook and Twitter, you saw something from me today. Here it is. Deuteronomy 6 and 6. Because you're rehearsing something. You're telling yourself a story. 
Maybe your story is, maybe your story is this. Nothing ever works for me. And you get up and you'll say, oh, this is going to be, this is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. And then as you're walking out the door, your story starts talking. But you know ain't nothing going to work for you today. You might be saying, ooh, I'm going to be happy today. I'm gonna have, ain't nothing going to take my joy today. And then all of a sudden you start thinking, oh, God, I shouldn't have said that. Because it seems like every time I speak something, something opposite of what I speak happens. You know why? You attracted that self to yourself. Can I tell you something? You're a mirror. Your life is a mirror. Mr. what do you mean? Everywhere, pretend you're, this whole room is mirrors. Everywhere you look is you. If I want to know what's going on in you, I just have to examine what's happening around you. As a man thinks in his heart, mind, lab, so is he. As a man is, so are his thoughts. Here it is, Deuteronomy 6.6. 6. Here it is. And these words I command to you that this will be in your heart. The heart there in Hebrew is the word lab, which means mind. Next verse. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall do what? Talk of them while you're sitting at your house. Here's my question. Leave, leave the verse up. Here's my question. What do you talk about? Listen, God said, don't think on spiritual things. No, that ain't what he said. He said, talk about what I taught you while you're sitting down in your house. You know what the average family is going to do tonight? Whether they watch it online or here, they're going to go home and talk about problems. The book said, talk about what you were taught while you're sitting in your house. Then he says, when you walk by the way, the inference is, talk about it. When you lay down to go to sleep, talk about it. And when you get up, talk about it. Whatever you're consistently talking about is what you're consistently seeing. Okay. Look, look, look. He, he, said, he said to his son, I'm almost through. He said, son, we're all telling ourselves a story, and that day mine changed. He said, that day mine changed. He said, listen to what he said. He said, I discovered danger is very real, but fear is a choice. How do we know it's a choice? Because God didn't give it to us. And since God didn't give it to us, that then indicates that it is not something that we were designed to carry. That's why when you've got fear, you're stressed out, you look crazy, you talk crazy, your weight's up fluctuating all kind of ways, your skin going through all kind of changes, look like you need to go see somebody down at the proactive store and all this here. Why? Y'all Yo, ain't going to say nothing to me. Why? Because fear, you weren't designed to carry that. You weren't built to walk with fear. So when you have what you weren't designed to carry, you're not graced to carry it. So since you're not graced to carry it, it deteriorates you. He, he, said, he said, danger is very real, but fear is a choice. Now, now here's, here's, here's a powerful principle. You ready? If you don't get anything else, get this one tonight. The scripture says, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Okay. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Truth, we've learned, comes by hearing. Truth comes by hearing. Truth comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. 
Watch this. Watch this. It does not come by having heard. It comes by what are you listening to right now? And the problem is when you get to five minutes from now, it will then be now. Do you not understand that you are on a perpetual now? That's why the scripture says when you pray for something that it's done then. That's why, can I just teach you for a moment? That's why when Daniel prayed for something, uh, the angel came down and said, at the moment you prayed for it, we released it. But I was withheld this 21 days by uh, the prince of Persia, by the spirit of this region. What was he saying to him? He said, they, uh, uh, or he was saying to Daniel, he said, the moment that you prayed for it, it was done in that now. But even though it was done in that now, you still had to wait for it to manifest for your 21 days until it became that now. That's why God says, he says, who, when Moses said, who shall you say, uh, who shall I say sent me? He said, you shall tell him, I am. Now, I told you what that means earlier in the worship experience. I will prove that who I am to be. But let's just take it at face value, I am. Which means if he always is, then he could never have been because he always is. You're not getting what I'm saying. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing. I, I can't say, well, that was good what Bishop said last week. No, I got to keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. And, and when I can't listen to a CD, I got to preach to myself. I got to look myself in the mirror and encourage myself because truth comes by hearing, not having heard. You don't need a revelation. You need a reminder. All right. All right, here it is. Here it is. He said, danger is real, very real, but fear is a choice. Now, here we are. Y'all ready? Uh, uh, last thing here. Towards the uh, movie, his son ends up going, and as his son ends up going, he uh, ends up finding the device he needed to find. I won't tell you all the details. And it has to go on the top of this mountain. The problem is, is that one of those aliens, remember I told you they were going to the planet to learn how to ghost? Well, the alien that they took to practice on got loose. <laughs> and as his son is making his way to his destination, check this out, the alien used a tactic against the son to hunt him. He took one of the humans, watch this, that was already dead, And he impaled him on a tree so that when the son saw it, he'd be scared. Okay, I wish your neighbor would jump on, jump on, jump on the bus here. Here it is. Watch this. Watch this. So, so when Will saw it, he saw his son's heartbeat pump up. And he said to his son, son, he set that there so you would see it. And you would be scared so he could track you. What is it that you accidentally saw or accidentally looked at? Or, you're not hearing what I'm saying. What is it that was set there so that you could see it, so it could scare you, so you could fear, so it could track you? He said, he said, he said, son, he set that there. So you'd be scared of it when you saw it. So he could track you. Now, let's take the word accidentally out. What is it that you have perceived with your senses 
And, and how have those worked out for you? I mean, honestly. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Say amen. amen. Let me just teach y'all a secret. When you say amen, then I move. When I perceive that you have not received, then I got to stay in metal. Because see, you feel in love was how you got married to the first one. See, y'all didn't say amen, so I meddled. You felt it. Not perceiving that those senses aren't supposed to be walked by. You felt like that was the right thing to do. But feelings are not divine instructions. I may not feel like praising God, but the divine instruction is let everything that has breath praise. I may not feel like lifting my hands, but the divine instruction is lift. I may not feel like doing right to people that haven't done right by me, but there's a divine. My feelings are not divine instructions. See, feelings, say amen. Oh, y'all want me to, okay. Your, your, your feelings, your, your feelings will fool you. You know how? You could, you could go, you, you go outside now and say, ooh, I feel hot. Get in your car, ooh, I feel cold. Go home, ooh, it's too hot in here. Turn the air on, ooh, it's too cold in here. <laughs> Man feels. <laughs> feelings fool. Watch this. Watch this. Y'all still here? Here it is. He said, son, he set that there so he could scare you. So you would emit fear so he can track you. Could it be that you've been hidden from some satanic stuff for the last few years of your life? And could it be that he got tired of not being able to find you. Could it be that he threw something up there because he said, I cannot perceive where you're at. I'm just asking a question. That ain't for everybody, by the way. That's only for a couple, two, three, maybe four. Tops. Tops. Here it is. Here it is. He said it there so he could see you, so he could scare you. So he could track you. Long story, the movie goes on. And uh, spoiler, spoiler alert. The son, he learns how to ghost. The same son, here it is. This can preach its own self home. The same son that the day before was told by the instructor that you're outstanding in the classroom, but you choke in the field. Now that same son is in the field and he's having to learn how to either fly or die. You, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I know what it looked like yesterday. This is for somebody. We're going home, y'all. We're going home right here. Uh, I know what you couldn't do last week, and I know what you weren't able to do last month, and I know they told you no yesterday, and I know it didn't work out for you back then, but the same son that they told you choked in the field on Monday, when Tuesday came, that boy learned how to ghost. 
Why? Because sometimes the only way to learn how to swim is to be thrown out into the water. And some of you, you feel like, Bishop, I'm trying to just survive. Can I tell you? It's because you're learning how to ghost. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Here it is. Everybody standing. Here it is. He, he said he set that there so he could track you, so he could scare you. But then the, boy, the little boy says, listen, I'm not dying like this. I'm not, I'm not going out like this. He, he said, I didn't been through all this, and you think I'm going to go out like this? <laughs> and in that moment, and in that moment, Watch this. The movie went to a, a playback of when he was a little boy and his sister, whom one of the aliens had killed, and his sister told him how to remove fear. Faith comes by hearing. In that moment, the alien's coming up on him, and I mean, it's vicious too. I mean, it's just God-awful looking. And it literally is getting ready to kill him. And all of a sudden, he has a reminder. You got to remind yourself, I am loved. I am accepted. I am not rejected. I am somebody. I am more than a conqueror. I am. I am. And like David, he utterly slays the alien. That son, that son, when he's reunited with his father, his father tells the men around him, he says, stand me up. He says, sir, your leg. He says, stand me up. He salutes his son. Because that day, his son, because that day, his son had now accomplished the greatest accomplishment he felt that he could do which was please his father by your heads father in the name of Jesus thank you thank you for loving us thank you for your word thank you for your grace, thank you for your goodness, thank you for your mercy, thank you for your, your patience with us, thank you for your compassion for us. Thank you, Lord. You've not given us fear. You've not given us fear. So we don't want it. I said we don't want it. 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 These simple eight principles that were shared tonight, I pray, Father, while they are reminders of principles that have already been taught, I pray that it would bring truth, that it would bring faith. When you go out into the field tomorrow, don't you choke. Don't, don't, don't you choke. Don't just be a good classroom student. Be a good field student. I declare that over your life tonight. I said I declare that over your life tonight. You will not choke. I said, you will not, I speak it into your life. I wish somebody would just receive that. You will not choke. 
Very quickly, with your heads bowed and eyes closed, I don't want to assume because it's a Wednesday night that you know Jesus. If you're in this place or watching online and you do not know Jesus Christ, he wants to know you. He died for you. He loves you. He, he, he paid the price not only for your sin, but your things that you would do that would not please God, but he paid the price so you could have abundant life. He didn't say, he won't save us from hell so that we can live in one. No, he wants us to experience heaven's attributes on earth. That's what the kingdom is all about. It's a lifestyle. You weren't created to be messed up and jacked up all your life. That's not what you were created to do. And so tonight, tonight, if you're in this place or watching online and you need to come to Jesus for the very first time and become a Christian, he died for you and he loves you. Secondly, if you're in this place and you've given your life to the Lord before, but you've not been walking with him, you've not been faithful, you've been doing your own thing, and you had enough parasites getting on you because you ain't followed your instructions, and you said, I, I don't want to waste any more time lying, being dormant. I, I want to move forward. I want to walk in what God has ordained for my life. I want to do great things in life. I was created to do great exploits. If that's you tonight, and you're like a prodigal son that needs to return to the Lord, if that's you, a prodigal daughter that needs to return to the Lord, if that's you tonight, I got good news for you. I got great news for you. There is forgiveness for you. If either one of those is you, I don't care who you are, where you're at, on the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up. And when you do, you're going to hear us celebrate. If you're not sure, baby, put that hand up and be sure. If you need to become a Christian or rededicate yourself to Jesus, on the count of three, throw that hand up. One, two, three. If that's you, throw that hand up. <laughs> Hallelujah. I see you. I see you. I see you. That's awesome. Hallelujah. We're so proud of you. God's so proud of you. Hallelujah. Now, everybody lift your hands and say this to me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. I thank you that there are great things on the inside of me. I believe the Bible, which teaches me that 2,000 years ago, you died in my place because of that belief and because of that confession. If this is my first time praying this, I'm a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Thank you that I will not choke in the field. Thank you that I will choose faith over fear. I will choose truth over facts. My greatest days are here right now. My confession is not that they are coming. My confession is that they are here. I'm walking in them. In Jesus' name. Would you just give God praise all in this place? I said, would you give him praise all in this place? I said, would you give him praise all in this place? Do me a favor and just hug two or three people around you and just tell them, say, you need this city. Tell them that you need this one. You need this one. You're going to be seated. We're going to see what's happening at your campus this week. Welcome to Wednesday Night Live at... Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.